0: Welcome to the Cinema Gold Podcast. With your host, Larry Leese. Come join us as Cinema Gold dives into the latest Hollywood films and news.
1: Hello and welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. Today we're continuing our series, Let's Talk Film and TV. Today we're discussing Chekhov's Gun. And as part of it, we're going to use Hot Fuzz as the example. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Poddex. Visit poddex.com use promo code Gold for 10% off your order. So you want to use Chekhov's gun in your story. Well, first, you should know what it is and why it's important. The term we use, Chekhov's gun, comes from a quote of the Russian writer, Anton Chekhov. Quote, remove everything that has no relevance to the story. If you say in the first chapter that there is a rifle hanging on the wall, in the second or third chapter it absolutely must go off. It's not going to be fired. It shouldn't be hanging there. Basically, don't add unnecessary elements in your story. Those elements are not going to give a contribution to the plot. Many people think that this principle is synonymous with foreshadowing, another literary trope. Similar as they might seem, the intention of a writer that uses Chekhov's gun is different from the intention of a writer that uses foreshadowing. Chekhov's gun is about trimming the fat, helping a writer take away unnecessary elements that might create expectations in the audience, but will transform into a letdown if those expectations are not met. For example, if a movie spends 10 seconds On a gun hanging on the wall, the audience will think that the gun is a point of interest and will expect to see it again before the end of the movie. But if the gun is just shown once and it has no part at all in the plot, the movie will have spent 10 precious seconds of screen time on a useless prop. On the other hand, foreshadowing is plot device. It is meant to be an intentional hint to something that will happen later. Let's say that the gun hanging on the wall is taken down by the character, by character A, who pretends to shoot character B as a joke. If later in the story, character A actually uses the gun to shoot character B, that is considered foreshadowing. There's been a great number of movies and TV shows that use Chekhov's gun. Harry Potter, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones. But let's look at Hot Fuzz, the 2007 Edgar Wright movie. It sets up a great number of guns, and fires them all by the end of the story. First, let's use Angel's potted plant as an example to see how we can establish some, that something can be considered a gun. Officer Nicholas Angel has been transferred from London to a country village named Sanford. In his journey from the city to the village, he only brings with him a bag and a potted plant. The director brilliantly gives the plant the spotlight by making Angel hold it close to him, a montage that describes Angel's ride on the train and on the taxi. Showing the plant once wouldn't be enough since the audience might focus more on the action and the story and completely forget about the plant. So it's important to remind them of it. During a scene in Act 2, Nicholas tells his new partner, Butterman, that he keeps a potted plant in his room because he thinks it helps him stay healthy and relieves stress. The payoff doesn't necessarily have to be a groundbreaking event that completely changes the story, but it must at least play an important role during a scene. The plant finally plays a role in the story towards the end of Act 2. When Nicholas is fighting Armstrong, one of the supermarket's employees, he's struggling to find a way to fight back until he grabs the plant breaks the vase on the man's head, knocking him down. Hot Fuzz actually uses Chekhov's gun a lot. The movie is full of little details and objects that introduced, reminded the audience, and finally used in in a payoff. Let's see a few examples. Number one, the sea mine. Angel and Butterman find a potentially dangerous sea mine at the house of an old man in the village. They're afraid that the bomb might explode, so they run away later find out that the mine poses no threat. <clears throat> when taking all the guns from the evidence room, Angel is shown carrying out all kinds of weapons and leaving only the sea mine behind. The payoff, the sea mine explodes towards the end of the movie, killing the last living member, the NWA, and destroying the police station. And number two, what he said. In the movie, there's a running gag that consists of Sergeant Fisher asking Angel what the team should do. Angel replies with a fast, detailed explanation, and Fisher concludes saying what he said. This is played as a running gag. This bit of dialogue is repeated multiple times, usually when a murder occurs and the police is on the scene of the crime. In the end, the roles are reversed. Fisher is the one explaining, and Angel says the punchline. Number three, the old man's coat. During a scene in Act 1, Angel explains to Butterman that he should always observe his surroundings and suspect everyone who seems out of the ordinary. He points out that an old man passing by is wearing a coat that seems too long for him and says that he might be hiding something under it. The man is seen passing by more than once in the background while characters are in the center of town. The payoff When Angel finally confronts the NWA, the old man can be seen opening his coat and revealing that he has been hiding it all this time. Number 4, Point Break and Bad Boys 2. Butterman loves his action movies. He mentions multiple times Point Break and Bad Boys 2 to his stoic and annoyed colleague Angel. In Act 2, Angel and Butterman are starting to get closer, they fall asleep on the couch after watching Point Break and while his DVD of Bad Boys 2 is still going. Butterman can't bring himself to shoot his father while he's running away. So he unloads his gun in the air, replicating the scene from Point Break. A few minutes later, Angel's old colleagues are flying in from London, the camera spins as they look at the sky, parodying a scene from Bad Boys 2. And finally, number 5, The Swan. In Act 1, the police station gets a call from a man who claims that his swan has escaped. Angel and Butterman try to chase the animal, but don't manage to catch him. More than once, the swan is shown roaming around the town as other events are taking place. The swan, after being catched by Angel, ends up becoming the ultimate demise for the diabolic police chief. As the man was trying to escape on the, on the police car where the swan was on, he gets attacked by the animal and runs into a tree. Hot Fuzz is a perfect example to show how effective it can be to use check Chekhov's gun in a story. The audience leaves the theater with a sense of closure because there are no movesets. Essentially, Chekhov's gun creates a circular pattern that brings the story to an exhaustive conclusion. So, that's what we have for today's episode. What do you think about Chekhov's gun? Where else have you seen it in movies? Let us know. Leave a comment in the comment section below, or you can send us a tweet at the Cinema Gold Show. Use the hashtag Chekhov's gun Thanks for watching, and we'll see
0: you next week. Thanks for watching Cinema Gold Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold 2. Become a patron on our Patreon at patreon.com slash cinemagold. Send us a voice message and be featured on an upcoming episode through anchor.fm slash cinemagold.